0: Welcome to the Lively Living with Lupus podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Romero-Johnson, holistic health coach and registered nurse. So glad that you're here. Today is day number 24 of Lupus Awareness Month, and every day I'm sharing a little bit in the way of lupus awareness, whether that is sharing some facts, some of my personal story, a combination of holistic health coach tips that can be tied in with lupus and lupus awareness, and some more stuff. So... If you've been joining me along this journey, thank you so much. Please do let me know if you've learned anything from this and if any of this speaks to you or if there's any specific thing that you want me to talk about before we are done with this Lupus Awareness Month. I usually, uh, my intention is to have the podcast run weekly. And so with this month, I decided to go daily touching on things for lupus awareness. All right. So the thing that was speaking to me today to touch on is lupus and pregnancy. So where do we start? Um, Many, many years ago, it was kind of, I think back in the seventies, I think was kind of like, up. Oh, if you have lupus, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. And then of course, over time advances in um, medicine and research and all of those things um that has changed um although the right away thing is a lupus pregnancy will be considered a high risk pregnancy um i'll start with my own story so i um suspected that i had lupus before i was officially diagnosed but You know, it's said that it takes an average of six years to officially get a diagnosis. So we definitely experienced, um, bouncing in and out of doctors and having various symptoms and pieces of a lab here and there that look like this. And then that one looked like that, but this didn't matter. Anyway, basically saying like, it took a while to get all the pieces together to get a diagnosis. It was actually the birth of my first son, um, that went ahead and pretty much got me the confirmation. So my pregnancy was fine. Um, All hell broke loose, labor and delivery. And after um, the postpartum period was a mess. Um, He was an emergency C-section. He ended up in a NICU. He was term. He was not preemie. He was actually a week overdue. And I was working uh, full time up until almost the end. I was tired, you know, had little things, but nothing major um but once it came time for that process, it was like two days of labor. And my body was having um complications, and then it was just like that laboring process was very stressful for me. ended up with the emergency c section and then, like I said, complications and all after with all those combination of complications um it was a i think yeah, it was like day four c-section about to be discharged. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not ready. Something's not right. They didn't listen. They sent me home the next morning. I was back in with, um, chest pain and needed to get, um, blood transfusions. And so that kept me in the hospital for a while. And then I had, um, some other complications and all. Okay. Back with that though, with the complications, Um, That guided me and my family to really press them to test for, you know, lupus type, um, lupus type test, you know, to get diagnosed and all. And so they went ahead and did that and um, tests were coming back positive. And so um, I believe it was the lupus anticoagulant uh, antiphospholipid syndrome that came up. And I already previously already had a positive ANA. Um, and I'm not even sure what else came up at that time, but that did, um, guide me to a rheumatologist and all. So in any case, um, I was diagnosed officially and then started seeing a rheumatologist and then started being put on meds and all the things. Um, during my second pregnancy, um, I already knew I had lupus. And so with that actually, um, cause both pregnancies were planned, um, with that, we of course were talking to our docs about it all. And, um, it was labeled a high risk pregnancy because of lupus. And of course, I mean, having the experience that I had before, um, that for sure had me, uh, as high risk because of all those complications. All right. So, and just to note again with lupus and autoimmune stuff, like stressful situations can trigger things. Um, and so after my second son, probably within, within that year, for sure, uh, I was diagnosed with celiac disease. So, um, and he was six weeks early and he was in a NICU for three weeks but I'll say uh, his labor and delivery went so much better than, um, the first one. But again, they, there was eyes, it was already flagged high risk. Um, there was more planning, um, more information on the process of things, what was going on. So it was just more clarity too. Um, and so it was a more controlled situation, which, you know, made it, a bit better. And, um, I remember like the first one, I was just like out of it to even like, you know, during the C-section. The second one, I was able to like, really, you know, like, okay, I, I know what's going on. I, all of that. And, um, you know, it was a good, I feel like it was a good experience. You know, although he ended up in NICU, um, ultimately things ended up very, very good. And I'm, you know, grateful for, my healthcare team. Alright. So that's a little bit of that. And just to say now, I have two beautiful, amazing, creative, one super stubborn, interesting, <laughs> beautiful children. Two boys, one's seventeen, one's thirteen. I'm super, super grateful. Um and yeah. So the thing with again a lupus pregnancy is it's going to be flagged as high risk, and then you have to look at some other things you might have going on. I just want to strongly guide all of you who are listening, if you are considering becoming pregnant with lupus or you know someone, you know, to highly encourage them to just be very transparent about your intentions and talk to your doctor. I do recommend the preconceptual uh, counseling that you can have with your your OB and Um, my OB sent me to a perinatologist and the perinatologist is a specialist, you know, for like high risk situations. So you can go ahead and put everything on the table and have more clarity as to what you're looking at in different scenarios. What are the risks to you, to baby, to a combination of things. Um, and I found that, um, very helpful. So I highly recommend that. So preconceptual counseling, like six months before, you have to look at a combination of things depending on what meds you're on, you know, how if there's any other conditions, blood pressure, diabetes, like anything like that, weight to be lost, like whatever. There's so many uh things that can go in family history. Yada yada. Um, so encourage you to do that. And, um, again, they've made so many advances. I'm, I'm hearing the language change more and more, um, on, you know, again, from first time hearing about lupus and pregnancy was like, oh yeah, no, that that's off. You don't really do that to like, oh yeah, like we can support you and here's the options and here's the research. And, you know, even with regards to certain medications that you can take during or, you know all of that. So um that's another reason though just to throw a plug back into the preconceptual counseling is you just want to be mindful and attentive depending on what medications that you're on that you're not on anything that can be uh you know uh, a high risk or dangerous for um the baby. So that's something to discuss with your doctor. Um and again, everybody's different, so y- every um, body will respond differently to pregnancy and hormones and all of those things. And again, the other life stressors that might come along with that. Um, Again, my actual pregnancies, I, I thought they went pretty well. I don't remember feeling particularly sick during my pregnancies. I actually thankfully didn't have morning sickness as an issue or anything like that. I don't remember... Any flares or anything like that. So that was good. Also, totally grateful for that. And after my second son, um, I had some, like I said, I was diagnosed with celiac. So at a certain point, I had some GI stuff going, but I don't remember any like postpartum complications, nothing like the first time. So, so yeah, so that was definitely, you know, so much better of an experience, um, overall. All right. So I feel like I'm bouncing around here. Okay. So I have this um, in front of me just to kind of touch on some things, some highlights. Um, Stanford Children's Health. So stanfordchildrens.org, this article, lupus and pregnancy. Um, Having lupus doesn't mean you can't have a baby. In fact, many women with this disease give birth to healthy children. The key to a successful pregnancy is knowing how lupus affects the body and keeping the disease under control. Again, I feel like with lupus overall, like, think as much prevention and being proactive and preventative as possible, like, the better with all the things. And not even only pregnancy, your overall health and wellness. Um, okay, so I'm gonna jump down. Of course, they wanna look at where your, um, symptoms are, right? Like how active is your disease? They're going to look at your numbers, your symptoms, all those things, um, and touch base on that. Uh, miscarriage is actually, uh, something that we are at a greater risk of, um, and some more than others based on if the antiphospholipids are there. Um, so I do have the antiphospholipid syndrome. Um, thankfully, you know, that wasn't, an issue. But again, that is something that definitely too then leads to you being monitored more closely during pregnancy, um, because clot formation. So with my second son, again, we knew, we knew I had it. So I had to give myself heparin, um, injections to make sure that my blood was, you know, thin enough and not, um, too thick. And the other thing is, uh, that they have to touch on Uh, and look for just checking your antibodies. Like, there's so many different weird ass antibodies that come along with lupus or autoimmune conditions. Um, I also have Sjogren's antibodies. And so, um, there's different ones. I always get the names confused of the two. Um, but at first I had one of the Sjogren's antibodies and they said, oh, that's not like a really big high risk for the baby. But then after I actually had my second son, at a certain point they tested my blood and i had that antibody that puts um puts if your baby it's a low percent a very 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 low percent but it still is um something put you at a higher risk of having a baby um that can be born with cardiac issues um a heart block so a congenital heart block so that's something that can happen sometimes with lupus moms and specifically with that um, Sjogren's antibody. I'll see if I can find it in a minute. If I not, then I would just kind of Sjogren's antibodies heart block and you'll be able to find some information on that. Um, and so again, it's important to have the high blood pressure under control. You want to make sure you're not right. Going to damage your kidneys. So blood pressure, sugar, I would definitely say stress management under control, please. And of course, you know, know your numbers on things and, that's the gist of it. I'm not going to read everything here in this article. You can go ahead and um, check it out. It's Stanford Children's Health, Lupus and Pregnancy. And I'm sure I I'm, I already know because I've seen it before. Um, <clears throat> the Lupus Foundation. You can check something for pregnancy. Um, there's a lot of information on there. Let's see. So Sjogren's. Okay, so I have this article here that I'm trying to find some Sjogren's syndrome and lupus. I'm trying to see. Okay, here they are. So the antibodies are anti ssa Ro and anti ssb La. I know it's so weird. Are present in 70 to 80% of indiv- individuals with Sjogren's syndromes and about 30 people living with lupus show markers for these antibodies as well. So I have those antibodies, um, in addition to, uh, the lupus and the celiac. And so that's something again, that puts you at a higher risk for the heart block. So again, just something to talk to your doctor. So again, I'm just sharing some information, part of my own story and a little bit from these articles. The other article, uh, that I just mentioned with the Sjogrens is hss.edu conditions underscore Sjogrens dash syndrome dash and dash lupus dot ASP. Okay. Um, just sharing that. So don't use this of course as any medical advice or treatment or diagnostic or nothing like that, because that's not what it is, but just awareness for you. And, um, Again, I just highly recommend the pre-conceptual counseling, if that's something you're thinking about and making sure that the baseline of your health is, you know, like as best as you can get it. And, um, definitely having, if stress is something that's high in your life, of course, you know, just making sure that you are able to have good, positive and healthy coping skills for that and, um, support system super important too on that journey as well. Um, cause you got to think about it, right? You're going to bring home a baby and it's a beautiful, amazing thing. Um, but with lupus, right, our bodies get stressed and it could start to act up. And so just, um, having a plan for, for rest and for sleep and stress management and a combination of those things. And again, those are things to discuss with family and, um, your doctor. All right. So yes, there's so much support out there now and more research and good stuff in regards to lupus and pregnancy. So that is so promising and, um, so good, right? Like it's so much, so much of an improvement from years ago. I could just say just from when I was like first, well, actually, you know, when I was suspected before I even knew for sure, just kind of looking at things and that's the thing too, right? So I, I knew the first time, but I think, I'm trying to think. I knew the first time. Oh, we suspected. I'd, so I told the doctors that I suspected that I had lupus, but they didn't um, confirm it then. It wasn't until after and we knew for sure. Like I said, for the second, but yeah, just so also lupus.org, they do have res. um, re- lupus.org slash resources slash planning-a-pregnancy-when-you-have-lupus. So it's on their resource um, center on lupus. So that's awesome. Yeah, I knew they had one. So I just wanted to make sure I could guide you there. All right, this was kind of long. Let me know if you have any questions, anything to share. I wish you the best today and always have a beautiful day. And guess what? The next Lively Living with Lupus in the Kitchen is coming out soon because I recorded it and it was so good. so, so good. Um, so yeah, just gotta do a little bit of editing and that will be out soon. So if you haven't subscribed to Lively Living with Lupus in the Kitchen on YouTube, please do that and share. Thank you so much and have a beautiful day.